Hello and welcome back to Scouring the Depths, the show where we delve deep into the dark, endless, 43% burnt chasm known as heavy music. My name is Joseph. And I'm Nathan. We are your hosts and we today are continuing our look at the early days of metalcore in the late 90s. Talking about two more powerhouse records here today so far. It's been a, an excellent time, and uh, we're just continuing right along with some new uh, some new additions. Yeah, I was going to say I've, I've been having a good time getting into uh, this metalcore phase um, for like the month of May. I, I just I like the the focus that mm-hmm. I've because like you know things like our album of the week last week uh, drain yeah fit perfectly into what we've been listening. Mm-hmm. too and just in like kind of weird cousin kind of way yeah you know what i mean so <clears throat> yeah it's just kind of what i was thinking like oh man all this good music's going on right now mm-hmm. weather's changing storming everywhere all the time right yeah um previously on <laughs> uh, our last episode we were encountered a, a <clears throat> quite a hideous <clears throat> storm that was happening right when we were recording but there was also one that was happening uh, moments ago that appears to have died down a bit, which is good. Yeah. So we'll see how long that lasts. We're back in the Lord's favor. <clears throat> um, Don't know how long. We'll see. <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> yeah, I totally agree with what you said there about, uh, you know, right now just feeling like a good time to talk about uh, metalcore and it just like really fitting the mood of the, the season and whatnot. Because... Yeah, I, this uh, this series was kind of, you know, is like kind of my pitch. And, uh, you know, I just thought of it because that was typically the sort of thing that I would listen to around this time of year, usually. So, yeah, it's been a it's been a lot of fun so far. Yeah, I was going to say we've been listening to um, quite a bit of incredible bands so far, mm-hmm. um, just in, in general. And like, you know, we've already talked about four bands. Mm-hmm. Um that uh, I think have been just, you know, incredible. Uh, I was going to say, do you, do you remember what I want to do, like a recap of what we've listened to so far? Yeah. On a, on episode one of this miniseries, we've discussed Earth Crisis with Destroy the Machines and Integrity with Systems Overload. And then in part two last week, we discussed Cave-Ins Until Your Heart Stops and Zeo's Where Blood and Fire Bring Rest. And that brings us to <laughs> this week. Well, we will be unpacking Botch with We Are the Romans and the Dillinger Escape Plan, Calculating Infinity. And now everyone gets the joke at the beginning. Right. <clears throat> Hopefully. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, incredible uh, first half of the month so far. Yeah. So uh, I'm excited to, to dive into this. And then uh, the week after this, we'll be talking about uh, two more bands. We'll be talking about Hatebreed with Satisfaction is the Death of Desire and Poison the Well, the opposite of December. Mm-hmm. And uh, I actually have not heard either of those. Um, and uh, I mean, I've heard that the bands, but I have not heard those records. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to, to delve into those. Yeah. Actually, I think going into this, you know, this whole thing in general, I think it's worthy of talking about um, how many of these records had you listened to before? If you've listened to any of them before, think, like talking about this idea. I'd say I'd heard about half of them, um, okay. but uh, the half that I have heard are ones that I did 
didn't really have like much of a relationship with really because you know um i had just like maybe listened to him like a couple times or maybe once before and like really liked him but obviously i wasn't uh i was still like around the time when they came out i was a child <laughs> right yeah uh, and uh you know as i grew up they just didn't really find themselves in my uh kind of listening habits yeah yeah regrettably yeah but uh yeah but yeah the ones that i am familiar with uh, i feel like visiting them again for this miniseries has given me a better uh big picture kind of view of them and it's also given me an opportunity to, to listen to some stuff that i hadn't really given a lot of time to before and i've grown pretty uh fond of i guess yeah well it's interesting uh you said you listened to about half and um today is actually the only album i've listened to um <clears throat> multiple times mm -hmm. <clears throat> excuse me um anyway uh so it's it, it is interesting kind of checking out all these these albums for the first time yeah uh for me i've, I've heard of pretty much like 80 percent of these bands prior to going into this um or have had like heard songs yeah. or, or, or other albums from these artists. But I think it's really interesting to, to kind of go out of that route. So this has been a fun venture for me because it's been all like new territory. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, it's, it's been fun so far. Um, Plus, like, you know, there's so many other options for like bands and the records that we could have included here. So there's a lot of uh material we could work with for um you know if we decide to do another uh another volume of of this series at some point because yeah there's once this style really caught on there's just like a ton of bands popping up that were really really good at it yeah i was gonna say i think you know coming down the the road with a, a lot of these kind of things we're going to be doing already on the pod i think there's going to be some volume twos and and yeah, volume threes. That's that's what's going to be fun about this. Yeah, kind of mm. expand the lore, if you will, lighten the load. Yeah, expand the lore. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So uh, it, it's definitely going to be uh, a fun journey when we get there. But obviously, you know, I want to get through uh, what we're doing currently. So and right, I'm listening to some some good uh, some good music along the way. So. Mm -hmm. Um, before we jump into today's episode, I was going to say, did you have anything going on this week? You've been like jamming out too. Uh, well, we've talked about Drain, obviously. <clears throat> Living Proof. Yeah. If anyone hasn't heard it yet, it's a short and sweet album, and it's very fun. Yeah, it's it's <clears throat> such a good time, and it is just one of those albums that just like begs you to to just listen to it again and again, just because of how how much fun it is. Um. But yeah, this past Friday we had some really good ones drop. Um, the new Cattle Decapitation album is probably the the biggest release of the week, probably. And uh, yeah, a band that in this current era has delivered uh, time in and time out. And this album, I think, really fits in really well with what they've been doing. It gives you what you want from them while also kind of introducing a little bit of uh, some uh, some newer elements to their sound. Um, yeah, uh, I'll admit that uh, 
many, many years ago when I first kind of tried listening to cattle, I didn't really know what to make of Travis Ryan's, uh, the quote unquote clean vocals, <laughs> the, uh, you know, the hooks that are like, uh, sung, but in just like a really weird way. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, yeah, it's, he's, yeah. he's got some very interesting, um, yeah. Vocal deliveries, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. everyone knows him for his guttural and his snarls and his, yeah. uh, that, but like his cleans, like it, it, he's a very inventive vocalist. And right. I, I like that a lot about him. Yeah. I've, <clears throat> I've really warmed up to it over the years for sure. And uh, yeah, I went back and I listened through uh, all of the cattle decapitation albums from uh, Monolith onward and, uh, yeah, it's just such an impressive body of work that that run and this one just really continues it. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe be on the lookout for for that maybe in the in the coming week mm-hmm. uh, for albums of the week and stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I, I listened to the new Blood Ceremony uh, recently, and I've been jamming out to Sabbath Meets Toll <laughs> mm-hmm. um, in a very an occult sense, and you know, it kind of got me back into some some more like you know black sabbath you know and uncle ass into the dead beats and yeah. that kind of mood yeah. and so i've been listening to a lot of fuzzy stoner rock mm-hmm. uh lately and blood ceremony is a welcome addition to that so yeah. very uh, cool you yeah. pair that with the margarita <clears throat> witch cult album exactly yeah have yourself a nice little time it's been it's been it's been the fun you know this this month like it, this might be my favorite month so far of of music releases yeah so far it's been pretty mm-hmm. strong which i had i had felt that it would be and it's it's delivering on the promise for yeah. sure and we're just about to halfway we're at that halfway point now yeah and um <clears throat> also since we're talking about metalcore this month a couple of really solid releases uh in that genre on earth dropped. Oh, yeah. The Unearth album from last week was really good. Also, one of the probably bigger surprises since I hadn't really kept up with this band lately, the two Acacia Strain albums that came out mm-hmm. this past Friday, really, really good stuff. I was very, uh, I was very impressed. This is more of a album. doom metal yeah, there's, kind of approach. Yeah. Since they put out two <clears throat> albums, the first one is very much <clears throat> like, you know, like it's about 20 minutes and it has like, you know, just really solid, really heavy as hell metalcore that you would kind of expect from them, but trimmed down a little bit and more concise. And then the second album that they released, uh, Failure Will Follow, is more, you know, three tracks, 40 minutes total, uh, very long songs, very doomy, sludgy. Um, you have Dylan Walker and Ethan McCarthy from Full of Hell and Primitive Man on there doing guest spots uh yeah just both of those albums they i think both of them together really showcase like the ambitions of this band at this point shows that they've really kind of transformed themselves a bit for the better i would say and uh yeah i was super impressed i really enjoyed them both yeah i'm gonna have to check it out because i i I still haven't listened to either and i haven't listened to acacia's training probably a good long time yeah so it's it's been a while since i've actually even listened to them i actually i've worked a couple shows with them and i've met them several times um just working at the venue so Mm -hmm. um yeah they're 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 fun dudes so um that's cool yeah 
So uh, yeah, I'll check it out sometime soon. And uh, yeah, there's some good some good music for everyone to listen to. So, but yeah, let us know you know on our on our Instagram and whatnot. Uh, yeah, what you've been listening to this week. Yeah, hit us up <clears throat> at Scouring Pod on Instagram. Um, we post every week what our favorite albums of the week are, and uh, of course, it's where you can see when uh, new episodes drop and uh you know miscellaneous things that we're up to that are metal related so yeah, yeah give us a follow you can find um you know recent uh tours that we went you know we went on a to some concerts we have some vinyl spins that we have and mm-hmm. and kind of just in some playlists too so we were, we're constantly trying to make sure that you know that there's something to do each week yeah and we like hearing from you guys so um anyway uh you want to jump into today's topic i do have one more album that i wanted to shout out Uh just because it's related kind of um the never-ending game album outcry uh absolutely love it i think that one might be my pick of this week uh it's just really really heavy hardcore that's just very straightforward no bullshit but they do it extremely well so i just wanted to shout that one out too Nice. I mean, I haven't heard it, so yeah, I'll have to check it out now. It's a good time for sure. Okay. So now, we can... now we're getting <laughs> to the late nineties, right? So what nineteen ninety nine for both? I think yeah, both of them dropped in ninety nine. <clears throat> yeah. You want to start off with uh, the, the the lads in botch? Sure. Yeah, botch. We are the Romans. Um, this album or this band, I should say, includes Dave Varellen on vocals, Dave Knudsen on guitar, Brian Cook on bass, and Tim Latona on drums. And Brian Cook, also in the band Russian Circles, who we've talked about on the show before. Very talented guy. Um, yeah. Yeah. I believe. This is this band's second one... and final album. Yeah. <laughs> there's two. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, there's one right before it, in 98. Yeah. Which is wild. Right. Yeah, American Nervoso, and then We Are the Romans came out the following year, and it was they they threw in the towel. Yeah, there, there was an EP in 2002 okay. um, called An Anthology of Dead Ends. I haven't listened to it. Um, but that's when they, but this is the last album yeah. of theirs. Um, so yeah, it was a very short lived time period for this band. Right. And <clears throat> they did announce that they were going to be reuniting for some shows this year. Um, which I remember being a pretty big deal. I don't remember when that announcement was, but I believe the shows are supposed to be happening over the summer this year, which is pretty exciting for a band that, has been inactive for as long as they have been inactive um but yeah i think uh the excitement over those uh those shows really shows like how uh you know this band while uh ending their time uh as long ago as they did they still kind of left a pretty substantial mark on this genre and the sound that uh yeah people to this day really respond to yeah yeah it is interesting to think about it in terms of i actually had no idea going into this album that there was only such a like such a few amount of uh releases from them just to like think about it as a band in general 
Yeah. Um, so it is it is wild to think about it in terms of how influential this band is, really. Um, mm-hmm. because yeah, I've 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 known this name, you know, ever since I kinda really got into Metalcore and and, and, and Deathcore at the time, like in the yeah. in the late twenty two thousands and then into the twenty tens. I I've heard botch. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that they were um inactive um for yeah. that long, you know. So interesting to to think about but uh right. yeah just coming into this one uh for the first time i've I, I think i've heard a couple of tracks yeah um but uh here and there but i i don't think i ever spent a whole time with them right yeah mm-hmm. i think i was in the same boat where like i had known about the band i had heard some songs here and there like uh mondrian was a liar i think was kind of the big song of theirs um but yeah, I don't think I had really spent a whole lot of time with the the entire record besides maybe like a few times here and there and just being like, hey, that was pretty good. But um, yeah, going back to it now uh, and kind of thinking of it within this context of, you know, metalcore in the 90s, this one feels like metalcore for the thinking man or like, you know, the thinking man's metalcore, I guess which uh, is not meant to, you know. Um, it's not as knuckle-draggy. Sure, yeah. If that makes sense. Like, right. I know we've used that term before, but, like, in that, nothing against those because I love that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is a lot more, it's a little bit more intricate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, I think that's the, this is the kind of the first band that we've really talked about that has kind of entered that sphere. It's kind of, like, elevated in a way like uh you know like some of these song titles for instance are very like huh interesting um which i like the fact that this episode puts together two bands that i think are doing almost similar things in a way of kind of building this genre up into something a little bit more complex yeah pushing the boundaries a little bit yeah um, and I, I think that's where, I mean, even thinking about it in terms of like what the term metalcore means today, I think there's a lot of maybe connotation for a lot of people yeah. who may just picture either they, either they picture this stuff where we're talking about botch, Dillinger, Skate Plan, Converge, all the bands we just talked about, mm-hmm. uh, and in the future, or they, they picture like as early dying, August Burns Red, I Prevail, a lot yeah. of the. The more modern, even though those bands aren't that <laughs> too modern, but you know what I'm saying? Like there, there's that connotation going on. Sure. And yeah. I think um, it is interesting to think about in, in, in terms of like, you know, thinking of Botch and Dillinger in particular, uh, how they drove that you know, progression forward into kind of statement pieces. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um I'll go ahead and say right off the bat that I think this album is really, really fucking great. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think it's probably the most experimental album that we've covered so far. I know last time we said that, uh, or I mentioned that cave in felt to me like is the most progressive. Yeah. It had some experimental moments in there. Right. But I think this one, uh, kind of includes some elements that are, outside of the aggressive music uh, form and 
kind of kind of plays around with them a little bit in really interesting ways. Like uh, I got a big noise rock vibe from parts of this album, um, which is really cool. Um, I forgot what song it was, but there's a song on here that's sort of like an interlude that made me think a lot of another album that I absolutely love by a band called Slint, Spiderland. Um, I think it was Swimming the Channel versus Driving the Channel or Transitions from Persona to Object. It's one of those two. People who have heard this album know what I'm talking about, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, there's a song on here that sounds a lot like Slint and it was like really interesting. Um, yeah. Uh, and it just feels like the the sort of rain of the range of influence that this album had can range from like, you know, metalcore to like post hardcore bands that would come out in like the late two thousands, like law dispute or touche amore, that sort of thing. So yeah, this album is, is very interesting to listen to uh, now because that added context is really interesting to think about. Yeah. I, I think, it is interesting to think about how diverse this album sounds. Yeah. Um, and the, the terms of like some songs sound like a big, long, hard, like a short, hardcore song, mm-hmm. you know, like St. Matthew's, you know, uh, or they can have like a, an eight minutes long track that has so many layers to it. Yeah. Uh, that you're just like, I don't even know where to begin yeah. with this whole thing. So um, I, I, I do quite, I did like, you know, like going back to what you said at the very beginning, yeah, I love this album too. So I think this is an album that, um, you know, upon, I'm, I'm going to have to listen to it a few more times yeah, uh, to really get kind of more of an understanding of it. But mm-hmm. obviously when our first imp- impressions, you know, I, I liked what I heard and I, and I thought there were some really, you know, standout moments in this that, <clears throat> yeah, you know, bringing up those bands you mentioned, I, I, I can see where those influences come for those, those ones in particular and outside the, you know, the, the metalcore scene or yeah. vice versa, you know, there's, there's adjacent spaces for those bands, mm-hmm. like you said. So, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. It's great. And, uh, yeah, the, the closer is super interesting too, because it's like a truly like epic closing track. That's what I was meaning by <laughs> that long one. Okay. Yeah. 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 Which, uh, yeah, I don't know if we'd really had, like a, a truly like big massive closing track like that before but yeah it's man the ramparts is really like they were really very ambitious to to want to create a song that was just like felt that big and in scale and i think they really pulled it off um but yeah uh even you know without the uh the sort of more experimental kind of side of this band they still bring the heavy as well uh well this album is brutal pretty much 99 percent of the time yeah yeah and that's i think that's what makes it so special is the fact that they are able to bring in so much so much outside influence but also still make it a hundred percent of metalcore album still yeah it, it also sticks out as like a, its own unique thing. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it doesn't sound samey like yeah. throughout the album because it has all those different influences. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's wild to me to think about this as their final full length. Yeah. 
just in terms of, I mean, obviously, I need the more more context in going into their discography in general. But yeah, I I, I just think this is a great album to introduce myself to them. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, <clears throat> it's considered a classic for a good reason, and uh, yeah, it feels like an album that really demands those repeat listens. And with time, it just continues to just grow on you more and more. So I'm, I'm looking forward to to spending even more time with it, and <laughs> grabbing the record at some point as well. Did you listen to this on uh, Apple Music? Mm-hmm. Okay, and I listened to it on Spotify. Did you have the version that had all these live things with it? I did. Mm-hmm. I did not listen to demos and all the, the bonus stuff. Yeah. yeah, I didn't either. But I, I I'm interested in it. Yeah, yeah, it's cool that they. Mm-hmm that had that as a re-release because you know with their uh their body of work isn't very big at all but they managed to include like so much extra content with that reissue yeah cool. it, it kind of reminded me of um what isis used to do mm-hmm. with a lot of their their stuff they, they released a lot of demos and live albums yeah like kind of separately but you know it's cool to see this on as like a tag on to, yeah. to this so yeah, I'll be because I've only listened to the first, you know, nine, ten tracks or however many there are. I think there's there's nine. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, but I'm excited to listen to more of that, and then also just listen to everything they've done. Really, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I guess that's one good thing about them having you know not not much uh, material is that it's you can Digest it's easy it. to kind of look at it all as a whole, and uh, you know, yeah. Uh, a great album great band um glad to see that they're going uh and play performing again who knows where that will lead at this point but hey uh long live botch yeah long live botch um now uh as we segue into this next band yeah. uh i would like to say that like this is the this is really the only band that I really knew going into this entire thing. <clears throat> and I, I'm fairly familiar with their discography, mm-hmm. pretty much 90% of it mm-hmm. at least. Um, so I was very, I was very pleased to hear that we were going to talk about them. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it's actually cool to see that the members are still doing other things. Right. And I was going to say, I know that Greg is a part of a new band mm-hmm. that's, like, that's already touring. Yeah. Um, have you heard it, the track? Yeah, I've listened to it. It sounds really good. Yeah, it's uh, members of Every Time I Die and Greg from Dillinger, and uh, I think the drummer from Fit for an Autopsy. Okay. Yeah, That's which cool. I, I I was a fan of that band. It's one of my one of the few deathcore bands I really like. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the band's name. I don't either. <laughs> so, to, to um, so here we are trying to kill time. But, uh, but Oops. talking about more about Dillinger, um, I think this is this is a really perfect kind of combination for botch. Yeah. Like, I think th- I think we paired this really well. You know what I mean? Right. Um, you know, uh, I think alongside I know if I've mentioned it several times and I know Joey is trying to hold back on talking about them. But Converge um, and Dillinger, I think, are kind of if you look at this, this time of metalcore like that's those are like the faces yeah of it um and uh yeah i was gonna say 1999 
Dillinger blew up. So, um, anyway, did you find it? No. <laughs> anyway, go 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 look for it, guys. Oh, shit, I'm trying, man. He's you know, uh, <laughs> this is the the classic blunder of not preparing for that particular one. Uh, but I think I think I know where it's at. Actually, um, it this band is named. Let's see. Just trying to kill time. I found it. He found it. Better lovers. Better lovers. Yes. <laughs> I was about to find it myself. Yeah. So good. Good call on that. <laughs> Anywho, uh, calculating infinity, 1999. Yeah. So where? How did you first find out about Dillinger? Like, what was your first exposure to them? Um. So it was definitely like the late 2000s. It was one of the the few artists that when I first listened to them, I think I mentioned this when I was talking about Converge all the way back from that 2012 record or uh, episode that we talked about. Yeah. I didn't really like Dillinger when I first heard them. Mm -hmm. I just, I'm like, this is just noise. There's just, this is just too chaotic. This is not like structured in a way that I I find comfortable. Sure. Um, But uh, that being said, um, I listened uh, to, a few tracks that really kind of put me in in the map uh, for this band. Uh, one of them is Milk Lizard um, from Ireworks from mm-hmm. the 2007 album, which I think is definitely one of the like their most famous records. Yeah. Um, and Milk Lizard is definitely one of the most popular songs from them. But they combined this this mathcore jazz metalcore combination of all these things together. Right. Um, it had a really um, Really memorable, like, I guess, um, I can't think of the right word. Uh, just like, it, it's like a good catch, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it caught you. Melody. Like, why can't I think of the right term? Like, my brain is just, ever since we're trying to find yeah. that um, that song. <laughs> Our brains are just, fucked. <laughs> They're gone. But anyway, uh, yeah, that was my first exposure. I didn't like them at first, and then eventually I think I, I warmed up to them. Mm-hmm. Um, what about you? Yeah, um, this uh, finally listening to them for the first time. Um, I checked them out honestly not long ago, like uh, maybe like a couple years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, not for any real reason, honestly. It's just because I don't know. They just didn't really find their way into my rotation. Um until later on when i you know i finally just like i sat down and i thought to myself you know i really need to go back and listen to some older stuff that i haven't heard before because mm-hmm. <laughs> i spent a lot of my time as a, a music person really just like zeroing in on like what was happening in the moment and like what was cool at the present time which you know is cool and all but it's like there's all, there's so much out there to, to still like explore and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I listened to this album, Calculating Infinity. Really enjoyed it. Thought it was, uh, you know, it's a little over a half hour of just pure mayhem. <laughs> mayhem is the right word. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really enjoyed it. I still need to continue uh, listening through their the rest of their albums because it feel that this album feels just like a you know, step one into what they would eventually uh, become. And Mm -hmm. uh, 
expand into um so this is the only album you've like heard in full from them yeah okay yeah well i'm not a bad place to start obviously it's their first um uh I think uh, I think yeah, I would even you know recommend going back a little bit uh, to Under the Running Board, which is their first EP. Okay, which I think is also very good. Um, kind of developed to where you would get the the album that we're talking about today. You know, uh, but yeah, I think I think you're going to enjoy that journey going through their records because yeah, I think so too. They're very good. Yeah, like, that's that's the plan right now because after we talked about Zayo and cave in on the last episode, I've continued to listen to some more of their stuff that they put out after the albums that we talked about. And I've really enjoyed doing that. Um, and so, yeah, that's kind of going to be something that I do uh, more going forward is, you know, we talk about this album, I'm going to continue listening through the, the rest of their their catalog yeah so um but yeah uh, i i wish this band was still around kind of but uh I, I think they had a really good solid run i mean it's crazy to me to think that they had um i mean i'm counting six records yeah in total mm-hmm. which is like a fairly decent it's pretty good yeah yeah i was gonna say that's but like the, like I said, they, I mean they've been they've been playing since the uh, the mid '90s all the way up to you know about 2016, and yeah, and they kind of just were like, hey, we've done enough. It's got it almost feels like an ISIS kind of thing, mm-hmm. where they only put out you know five records and right. Um, I know I keep bringing up ISIS because I love them and That's I miss fair. them. I bring up Converge a lot too. So yeah, so. But anyway, and, and all those bands right there, they're all contemporaries of each other, and they all loved each other. Yeah. Yeah. Keep... So anyway, Calculating Infinity. Yeah. So. Uh, so this is the lineup at the time of this album's release. Yeah, Dimitri Manak- Manakakis on vocals, Ben Weinman on guitar, uh, bass guitar, I should say, Brian Benoit on guitar, and Chris Penny on drums and keyboards. Yeah, um, different version of the band that you would um, you would come to know later on mm-hmm. down the down the lineup, but a lot of those members are crucial to yeah. to Dillinger, you know, and, and yeah. so yeah. But man, did you say well, how did you describe this album again? Mayhem, <laughs> mayhem, <laughs> exactly how it is. Yeah, starts off with sugar coated, you know, sour. And yeah, it just and thrusts it, you into this world. Yeah, it starts off kind of quiet, but still very, very uh, active in a way. It's just like that, and you're just like, okay, what's happening here? And then, then you just get fucking kicked in the face. <laughs> I was gonna say this makes me think: Have you been exposed to like math core, like that type of like when you if you if you consider it a genre like that type of metalcore? before much yeah i mean converge definitely gets lumped in as math core um just because of you know kurt blue his his uh his guitar work is pretty insane at times um but uh yeah i know there's do you ever listen to um you know i mean like i know i mentioned sixth mm-hmm. like they're considered like a math core yeah type of band or um why can't I think of that Canadian band right now with Rudy as the vocalist? It's driving me insane that I can't. Rudy. Remember. Oh, man. 
what's their band's name? Um, what the <laughs> heck is we shouldn't have we shouldn't have done this. Yeah, <laughs> but anyway, um, anyway, uh, going back to Dillinger, you so you haven't listened to much Mathcore. You're saying I feel like I have, but a lot of bands uh, that fall into that category, I feel like I don't know they maybe are bands that I don't really uh, listen to as much anymore. Like, you know, some you probably consider like dance Gavin dance as a math core band. Mm -hmm. and, and the chariot is a good one. Oh yeah, sure. The chariot. Um, yeah. It's also, I don't know, math core as a genre just sounds kind of dumb to me. <laughs> Cause it's like, no one likes math. You kidding me? Nobody likes math. That's, that's true. Sounds very uncool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but and yeah, I, I was going to say math is, uh, not my favorite subject either. So, um, but yeah, just thinking about that, but then in, in terms of how this band would progress, I, you know, I think this, this album definitely showcases what they would do later on. I think they would chill out a little bit yeah, in terms, or at least add some, inject some melody in it. seems but, like something that it seems like a natural thing that would, that would occur. And I, I would think. Right. Just because of how insane this album is. It's like you can't you can't keep that up. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think but I think that what makes this album so unique though too is like just how all over the place it is in terms but like it if you like I you know, I was mentioning at the top, like I was saying I was not a fan of Dillinger when I heard them first. Yeah. It, but this, it, it all makes sense now. Like, right. When, <laughs> the composition makes sense. Yeah. It's a band that definitely requires a lot of attention for sure in order to really get them, if that makes sense. Because when you just, you know, passively just like you hear this for the first time, it, yeah, it, it is what, like how you said, how you felt at that time is just like, it just feels like a bunch of noise without any real rhyme or reason to it. Um, but once you really sink your teeth into it a little bit, you can see how like, how kind of masterful it is technically uh, how they're able to control this chaos the way that they do is really impressive. Uh, and uh, yeah, just kind of mind blowing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, and it, I can't believe we've spent this long without talking about 43% burnt, even though we did at the top of the show, but yeah, that would be the song that put them on the map mm -hmm. for a lot of people. It's my favorite on the album. I would say. Yeah, I mean, hard to disagree with that because yeah. it's 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 a banger. Mm -hmm. I'm trying not to make the guitar noises with. Anyway, um, I was going to say this this uh, fairly short, but it's eleven tracks. Yeah, yeah, it's you know, uh, it's just a little over a half hour, and yeah, it, I feel like it's perfectly paced. There's a couple interludes in there as well that kind of break up the uh you know the really intense uh tracks on here um the self-titled track is just like a you know pretty much mainly a, a breakdown <laughs> that just like kind of you know it relieves the tension with more aggression <laughs> in a way um but yeah this uh this album it feels like an experience for sure and I like that it's with botch on this episode because both of these albums, I feel like they're the, they're the, they're the headiest albums out of these eight. They're the ones that like, 
you know, repeat listens are the most rewarding for, I think. Um, yeah, they, they require maybe some patience, but ultimately they're very rewarding listens when you give them the time that they deserve. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it's interesting to think about it in terms of kind of how we've paired so far. Mm-hmm. I think, I think we've I'm kind of on accident too. I don't even know yeah. how purposeful that was or. Yeah. I mean, at first they're kind of chronological, but then eventually we're just kind of like, eh, it doesn't really matter. Right. It doesn't really matter, honestly, but I do like how it, how it, uh, how it came out. Yeah, for sure. And I think, uh, I was going to say, I think if you, like you were saying, there's a, if you, there's some time spent with it. Luckily with Dillinger, I've listened to this album quite a bit, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm I'm excited to listen to more botch, but yeah, I I think, I think Dillinger just captured, it's like a lightning in a bottle, right? Yeah. So that's um, how it feels. You know, it's, it's a debut full length, but it feels like they're really trying to turn some heads in a way, if that makes sense. Yeah. Have you heard about their shows, by the way? No, I no, I haven't really, but I imagine they're pretty, pretty bonkers. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, if anyone's listening to this right now, if you look up old Dillinger shows, you will, you'll see some of the most like crazy hardcore metalcore kind of crowds just you know there's just people just losing their mind yeah. and then eventually when you know you would get uh, greg joining this band as the vocalist right he would do insane stuff and he is one of the most insane vocalists just in terms of what he would do on stage climb rafters <laughs> hit himself with the microphone on the face a lot and yeah actually just run through a crowd like, like <laughs> almost like how you know jesus walks on water he walked on a lot of heads running out. That's wild. <laughs> so yeah, I gotta, I gotta do some research. Yeah. By the sound of it. But it, it, it's a fun record. And uh, if anyone hasn't heard this one, I mean, I mean, this is like one that like you can easily knock this out if you're on a 30 minute drive. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's an easy breezy, beautiful listen. <laughs> Yeah, easy breezy, beautiful <laughs> listen. That's the tagline. And I also finally figured out the Canadian band that I couldn't think of. Hey, you did it. Protest the Hero. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, they have a math core sound. But okay. a much calmer, more between the buried and me type of sound. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, uh, that's a, a trailing, trailing thought that it was... I, I mean, had, we closed I had we closed to, that loop. I had, to get, I had to get it out. Yeah. So, um, But yeah, any, any other things you want to say about uh, Dillinger or Botch? Well, um, what would you say is your favorite Dillinger album? That's a tough one because I think I like each Dillinger for different reasons. Okay. I think the most like complete album uh, for me, at least in terms of like the variety of what they would, would do, I think I might choose One of Us is the Killer. Um, but man, like each record, I mean, even with the disassociation, the last record they put out, yeah. like it's, it's all very good. Miss Machine and, um, Ironworks are both albums that <clears throat> are, they kind of like they're the bread and butter, okay. and, you know, like the, these next three, you know, going from calculating infinity up, 
um, those albums are like classics. And I mean, Option Paralysis is great too. So I, I don't think I answered. I just said all the album names. Well, I mean, I asked because it's my 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 plan for this week is to to listen through them all. So yeah, one of us is killers is a really good opposite of calculating infinity. Almost. Okay. But Interesting. I think, uh, but I but it also contains a lot of that um, energy okay. that's bombastic and chaotic as well. Cool. A little bit more controlled. Well, I'm interested to see uh, where I where my thoughts end up after going through them all. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I was going to say, uh, what are you most excited about, um, you know, in terms of how we've done this so far? Like, is there any um, bands that you've that really caught your eye that you are like, like uh, so far what we've listened to, uh, is there any that kind of surprised you that you're excited to dive further into? Yeah. Um, I mean, we did, I did mention that, uh, I've been listening to more Zayo mm-hmm. and uh, that's been a really cool experience. Just checking out um, Tay Infras, um and then also the funeral of God, which is also very good. Um, I listened to Caven's Jupiter, which is very different. Yeah, it's very different, <laughs> but I still but I like it. Yeah. yeah, it's still really, really good album. Um, I've, you know, Earth Crisis after a certain point, they've, kind of been known to have had a very kind of low point uh but you know i went back and i listened to gamora's season ends and that's still a great album also um and then i've been listening to some more integrity as well those who fear tomorrow would have been a really good fit on this mini series but uh i think systems overload was a was a good choice to include just because i think that's their most significant record mm-hmm. and uh i've also listened to their humanity is the devil ep which i think is um is also just like one of those like fan favorite releases of theirs so yeah uh doing this mini series it's you know i've i've been checking out all of the bands that we've discussed so far um and giving them uh you know, more, a more, a more deeper exploration into their work. And it's been pretty fulfilling at this point, just to, you know, talking about this album at this point in their career, a lot of these albums are at the very beginning of these bands, uh, careers and, uh, seeing where they would go or what came before has been really cool. Um, yeah. So it's been a lot of fun and I'm, excited to uh continue that yeah and then that's given me some energy to listen back at a lot of those records and and uh dive deeper into a lot of these uh these bands that we've talked about that uh have led the way into what metalcore is you know like known for mm-hmm. um or at least the the legends of metalcore so right it might have peaked <laughs> here it might it may have peaked it, it probably may did. have peaked here and there's the peak. If you can hear that on the thing. Yeah. Um, anywho, um, pardon all the brain farts. Um, it's just, uh, you know, it's the middle of the day. Yeah. So, um, and uh, we just had a crazy storm too. So we're probably a little bit fried. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been, it's been fun talking about these two, two, two records. Yeah. And next week we're going to be capping it off with Hatebreed 
satisfaction is the death of desire and poison the well, the opposite of December. Um, we're also going to be announcing what we're going to be doing next on the show as well as we typically do. And we're going to be ranking these albums with our number one or number ones being the new inductees into the illustrious, glorious, uh, scouring the depths hall of fame. Well, I like all those adjectives. Yeah. Um, the gilded, exquisite, exquisite, the gilded halls, the, um, the, yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know why, but my brain is just not working, but, um, it's fine. It's, it's, a it's just rebooting because Monday is tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for everyone who, who listens to our podcast on Mondays, uh, I hope that makes you happier, at least on that day. Yeah. Cause it's definitely one of the worst days. It's one, it's up there. It, yeah. It could be number one. Hmm. Find out next next week on <laughs> Scouring the Death. <laughs> oh, man. All right. It's been fun. Yeah. So on that note, we'll see you all next time. Have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs>